I've written so many different things and for such a long time, but I haven't really written anything about Advent. And I haven't really written that much about Christmas. And so um, for me to just dive into each of these scriptures and to really look at the Christmas story in a different way, in a fresh way, um, was very invigorating for me. So obviously this book is so personal to me because I got to go on this journey by myself first and just kind of go through all of this and see what the Lord was trying to tell me. But that honestly was the most exciting thing to me. Today, we want to help you navigate with your family through the Christmas holiday. Wait a minute, Byron. We have our family traditions. The tree and decorations were up a week before Thanksgiving, and the shopping was finished back in October. That's all good, but with the help of my guest today, we want to help you celebrate the coming of the Messiah, Jesus' birth in every area of your home. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we want to welcome Crystal Ribble and Catherine Notstein to the show. Ladies, you're joining us from our Bot Radio Network Nashville studios. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Byron. You rushed to the studio, and I don't know how you made it through all that Nashville traffic. Thanks for doing what you did to get into the studio today. I had told Crystal on the way that the rush kind of cut the nerves, so (laughs) I think it was a, a good... PR plot twist. Oh, and you have a PR background, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. So when I graduated from Belmont um, here in Nashville, I worked in literary publicity for a couple of months um, before returning back to Dexterity. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give both of you a formal introduction in just a moment, but today our focus is on the Advent season. Advent 2020 began on Sunday, November 29th, and will end on Thursday, December 24th. During the four Sundays leading up to December 25th, Many churches have special times, reflections of the Advent, including candle lighting at each of the four services. One candle symbolizing hope, the prophet's candle. The Bethlehem candle symbolizing faith. The shepherd's candle symbolizing joy. And the angel's candle symbolizing peace. Now, Crystal and Catherine, you're both part of the Dexterity editorial team. And I believe, Catherine, you are an associate editor. Is that right? Yep, perfect. And I understand that you left the Indiana cornfields to come to the rolling hills of Tennessee. How long ago was that? That was in 2014. So I graduated high school in 2014, moved down to Belmont. So this has really been home for you. Yeah, I've really solidified my space here. Um, You know, I have type 1 diabetes, so I kind of said when I found my doctors here and changed my license over, it was time to call it home. What do you like most about Dexterity? That's a great question. We have a really small internal team. Um, I'm the first full-time employee at Dexterity after my boss. We do a lot of contract works. We bring a lot of people from the community in um, and, you know, Nashville's Music City. But we say a lot of times that the book industry is just as small as the music industry. And there's been a lot of fun crossover lately. So I really like that my teams expand every week. I get to work with a lot of different people in a lot of different subjects. um, And I get like a lot of freedom on what I do. I like that. Crystal, you are married to the coolest rock star drummer that anybody will ever meet. Sure, I am. You also understand you adopted the cutest little Caribbean boy back in 2015, and you've added to your quiver two other babies, 2017 of February, a Nashville babe, and in 2019, your second Nashville babe, you call. And they're all boys, right? All boys. I am gravely outnumbered. Well, I'm the father of three sons myself, so I know what it's like to raise boys. 
I like this. You paint your nails more often than is necessary because you love all the colors. I do. I do. Today, I don't have anything on my nails. Good thing you Are you colorless me, today? I, today, I'm colorless. <laughs> but yeah, it's something I like to do. I think in the midst of all those boys, I have to find something very girly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love it. Well, you have your master's in Christian leadership from Liberty University. Well, I guess also you have something from Liberty Theological Seminary. Yeah, I went to seminary there. You're an advocate for Holt International's Child Sponsorship Program. You spend a lot of your time in D.C. advocating for better orphan and vulnerable children legislation. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, well, our first son we adopted, and prior to bringing him home, we lost three adoptions. Um, They all were in Eastern Europe. They all were little girls. And the last of those adoptions that we lost, there was a lot of government corruption that was involved. A lot of miscommunication, both on their side and on our side. But it was kind of a, I always say it's kind of like a movie. If I was to tell the story of how we lost her and everything, because we were there to pick her up. It was like the final trip to bring her home. And she was taken from us in the orphanage. And the man that took her had her out of the country in like 48 hours. And so at the time, this is just kind of the Lord's provision, I think, on our life and figuring things out. But at the time, my father-in-law was a U.S. congressman. It just so happened that Ukraine, where we were, was part of his foreign portfolio in his government relations. And so he was able to kind of figure out some things about her and where she was and if she was safe. And so that kind of started my work in advocacy efforts for vulnerable children. Um, One, just starting with her, wanting to make sure that she was at least safe and um, that she hadn't been trafficked or anything like that. And so then I started to realize that Just the average family that's adopting internationally, they don't really know how to navigate the congressional system. There's a lot of different things that you can call your congressional member about and have them check for you. But you have to know like the right things to ask and the right people to talk to and things like that. And I just started to realize that most people didn't. So I was able to hook up with a couple different organizations that do different types of advocacy for families and for children. And I just say it's kind of a side thing now. You know, it's not something that I do full-time, but um, people that know that we've gone through this journey can reach out to me and, and I can help them kind of you know, figure oh, out some of those things. Crystal, so. I, I really love that. Vulnerable children is something that we can remember during Advent because our Savior was a vulnerable child, was he mm-hmm. not? Yeah. Herod uh, was looking to kill him, children two and under. So vulnerable children is something that we can connect with the Advent season. And as we look at the Advent season and Advent calendars, how they're part of the Christmas season, and really for Christians around the world, when did you ladies first hear about and understand the term Advent? Oh, gosh. I I grew up going to church every Sunday, and so I think it was just a very normal part of my childhood. I was always like excited for Advent and my family was always asked to read one Sunday for Advent season and so it was just a very like normal part of growing up for me. I always knew about Advent but I grew up my dad's a pastor he's a Southern Baptist minister and so we didn't typically celebrate Advent traditionally I would say within our church setting so I always knew about it but really didn't know it very intimately Once I became a mom and started realizing, like, I want to teach my kids about learning about Jesus, like all through this month and what the entire Christmas story means, then I started bringing elements of Advent into our home. And then when Dexterity and I started talking about wanting to do something for Advent, um, all these ideas just kind of flooded in a way to celebrate Advent in a new way. And I, I feel like Advent is something that 
newer and younger families are discovering and celebrating in a different way. Yeah. And so I just love that we are a part of that by writing this book. And Catherine, I'm so excited you said that because I'm seeing the same thing as I look at younger families engage this time of year and, and Advent itself. And you mentioned the release of this new book, Joel, celebrating the arrival of Advent. There's so many resources surrounding the topic of Advent. Why did you decide to write this book? Well, this book in particular is different in that it helps you celebrate not in just like one way, not in just one space, but it kind of takes you all through your home. And what was unique about it, especially in the year that that I wrote the book, so I started writing this in March, and that's like right when we all are supposed to stay at home and not go anywhere. And so I have this deadline, you know, to finish this manuscript, and I'm stuck in this house with three little boys who have nowhere to go and all this stuff. So it was it was such a challenge to do it, but at the same time, I was writing about how to celebrate Advent in all these different areas of my home, in the living room, in the dining room, in the kitchen, in an activity space where I spend time with my kids, or in the Christmas space where I'm decorating for Christmas. And it was so unique to be stuck inside of my house and to actually look at each of these spaces and think through what are the different ways that I could celebrate Jesus coming in this room and how could I share it with my family? We never imagined when we got the initial word that this pandemic was starting to spread I mean, I thought, okay, maybe six, eight weeks, we'll be back to normal, you know? We haven't received back to normal yet. Right. Yeah, it was crazy when we started conversations with Crystal about writing the book. It was February. We had no idea that any of this was going to happen. And so it's been really exciting from a publisher standpoint to watch Crystal like work through all of these rooms and turn it into something very applicable to the season of life that people are in right now. And I think we'll really remember like this season, even when the pandemic kind of starts to open the world back up. And yeah. I, I'm excited for the future of like as people get into the book now when it's kind of past advent starting and revisit it each year to see how it will continue to impact people's families and traditions it was Diedrich Bonhoeffer who once said the celebration of advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul who know themselves to be poor and imperfect and who look forward to something greater to come maybe we're going to see this Advent, this season now in 2020, we've always saying, you know, we want to get past this time, but maybe we are at the place now where we're troubled in soul because we're seeing Mm -hmm. our loved ones get COVID-19. We're seeing many of them pass away because of COVID-19. And it's causing us to reevaluate our priorities, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. I, I definitely think this season means something different to everybody now. You've had all this time to reflect on not just your your home and your spaces, but the people that are closest to you. And there's so many people this year that have lost loved ones. So this Christmas is going to mean something different. And I think when you take the time to reflect and you use you know a tool like this book, you take the time to reflect on the Christmas story and what it means to your family and what it means in bringing you closer together. Um, I just think it's it's going to mean so much more in the future. In the future is right. And I'm holding this book in my hand. It fits nicely. What I really like best about this book, it's a hardbound cover. I love hardbound covers. They're just something about them. And you don't see a lot of that now. I know for expense purposes, many published to paperback. That's not bad, but I just love the feel of a hardbound cover book. Nicely 
fits in your hand. Even though we are halfway through the Advent season right now this year, we want to tell you about this book, a new release, because this is something that would fit nicely into your family's library for Advents to come. One of the things that we really loved about the book was, like you mentioned, the the hardcover. Um, But it's just a great coffee table book. It's a book that looks really great just sitting out all through the Christmas season. Um, And of course, it's something that you can enjoy every single year. We We wrote it to where there's 25 devotionals. So if you start on traditional Advent, like you said, this year was November 29th, um, then you can read all the way through to the 24th. Or you can also choose to start December 1st and just read all the way up to Christmas Day. And so it's it's divided into five sections. There are five different spaces in your home. And with each of those, there are five devotionals that go with it. And I call them actionable devotionals. So you have a devotion and it's um, lots of different scripture that it references in it. Then at the end of that devotion, you'll have a prayer. And then there's an Advent activity that you can do in the particular space that we're talking about. Well, you take families, as you mentioned, on a journey through their living room, their dining room, kitchen, activity space, and their Christmas space. And it's all with Advent in mind. And so you're using the entire space of someone's home to celebrate Advent. Yeah, it's been really nice to walk through it. Um, I obviously read through proofreads and proofreads of the book, but it's nice to go through now slowly and reading each page and activity individually. And it is like, I think I got so caught up like when I was in college getting through finals and getting final papers written that I would finally go home and it's December 23rd and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Christmas finally. And it's <laughs> been so nice to like enjoy every day of December and be like, this is like why I'm celebrating and this is why I have purpose. And I'm so glad to like have worked with Crystal on the book to feel like I'm giving that to other people too. Like my mom has been buying so many copies for people in our family. So she, even just yesterday, she was like, I bought three more copies. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. But it's been really, really exciting to be celebrating Christmas again. Getting closer Bringing, to the bestseller, right? <laughs> maybe just due to my mom. But right. yeah. um, it's, it's kind of like bringing like a childlike joy back to Christmas yeah. that I feel like I haven't had since elementary school, maybe. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I think the activities that are in it bring that childlike joy. And that's one of the things that I really love. And I've seen friends of mine or family members or even people that I don't know that have picked up the book and they start posting about doing the activities and the things that they've done. Um, it's so cool and so unique to see the differences. And like, for example, the first activity is making an Advent, ca- like an, a countdown banner, an Advent banner, if you don't have something like that in your home already. And it's something that you can easily do with your kids, but you could also do it um, just yourself if that's what you wanted to do. And so it's been really cool to see everybody's interpretation of that and what they've done for their family, what makes sense for their family. There was like with my boys, I made the actual banner that we talk about in the book, which has these little houses. And um, then I had a friend of mine that was like, that didn't really work for us. So they made like these rings that go together. You kind of tear off, you know, every day. So it's just been really cool to see how people have personalized the book themselves. Love yeah, it. I live by myself. I forgot to tell you this, Crystal. I live by myself and my boyfriend and I decided that we were going to do a chain link countdown too. <laughs> but we wrote like fun memories from 2020 because it's oh. been such like a horrible year that we're like, let's like remember all the good things that happened in 2020. So our Advent 
countdown has been like very special to go back and remember like fun things that happened. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. That's <laughs> well, so cool. I love this, ladies. Each day has an activity associated with it. You mentioned the banner activity, creating a banner. What are some other ways that you discovered activities to put in the book? It was in different ways. So I would take every single. I started out, the, the kind of my process with the book was I started out with a bunch of different scriptures that I wanted to cover. And then I would research each of those scriptures, um, just kind of do a deep dive on what what did the Lord mean here? What was he trying to show us here? And so then I was able to kind of place that in a different room. And some of the rooms I would come up with an idea of, okay, this would be something that we could do in the kitchen. And then as I would be reading, it was so interesting how the Lord would inspire things because I would come up with an activity and then I would be reading something and something in that scripture or something in the research would jump out and it would tie directly to that type of activity. Or as I was studying a scripture or something, a a Christmas song would come to mind, something that I sang in church growing up. And then I would be like, okay, this would be a perfect thing that we could do in the dining room or something like that. So it was kind of, you know, sometimes the activity would come first and other times it would come later, just as I would start studying. Crystal, what was one of the most exciting parts of the book you developed? Yeah, I mean, as a whole, and I said this to Dexterity when they came to me with an idea of an Advent book, it was a a muscle that I had not really exercised. I've written so many different things and for such a long time, but I haven't really written anything about Advent. And I haven't really written that much about Christmas. And so um, for me to just dive into each of these scriptures and to really look at the Christmas story in a different way, in a fresh way, um, was very invigorating for me. So obviously this book is so personal to me because I got to go on this journey by myself first and just kind of go through all of this and see what the Lord was trying to tell me. Um, But that honestly was the most exciting thing to me. It seems like many parts of the book took you back to memories as a child at Christmas. Oh, yeah, definitely. There are definitely things. You know, my my mom, I say that she's like a fallen elf. You know, <laughs> she is all about Christmas, Christmas, everything. And she always made it so, so special. And so it was great to see how my parents would bring Jesus into our home every day, but also most importantly at Christmas and how they would teach us about him and how he came to earth for us. And um, so for me now being a mom and bringing that same type of joy and faith into my family, being able to do something like this and to write something like this meant so much um, to just kind of put a stamp of Advent on our home. And it's been really unique because in years past, celebrating with the boys all through December, we would read out of like a little children's Bible that they have and we would read that every night and then they would get to move their little Santa from one house to the next mm-hmm. as we counted down. And there are so many nights now when I'll say, okay, do you want to read your little kid Bible or do you want to read mommy's book? And they're like, we want to read mommy's book. And it's just been so nice to see <laughs> oh. that they, they want to hear a new story and a new perspective of it. Well, there's a portion of the book where you write, how often have we wanted a stage or a, a grand moment for people to see us as something special? You describe a little girl twirling around around in a pretty dress hoping to be noticed. A little boy flexes muscles in a crowded room so he can be seen for his strength. Then the question, when's the last time you long to be noticed, seen, or heard for the wonder you are? 
Jesus' entrance into the world through Bethlehem is proof we do not need the approval of man or the grandeur of this earth to solidify our status as his beloved. The world's accolades do not matter when compared to what our Lord thinks of us and how he sees us. Crystal, that is something that is so deep and so profound. We need to hear that. We need to be reminded of that. Yeah, I think sometimes we can just read through the Christmas story and you pass over so many really important things. And what I was talking about there was Bethlehem. And it was this tiny little place. And it was almost so insignificant that when you're reading in scripture and it lists all the different tribes of Judah, Bethlehem was a part of the kingdom of Judah, but it wasn't mentioned whenever all the tribes were talked about. And the reason was it was just so little. It was so insignificant. Yet God chose this tiny little place to do the most massive thing in history. And so I think that attributes to our life. Like he doesn't need this grand stage. He doesn't need this massive thing in order to display his glory in your life. He can use the tiniest of places. You mentioned about the scriptures. And the book, by the way, is full of scriptures from the beginning to the end. In all 25 days that you walk through, Joel, celebrating the arrival of Advent at home, this book, full of scriptures. How were you directed to lay out these particular verses that you found? There's a lot of Isaiah in there. You can see prophesied so much about the Lord's coming. But then I also wanted to take each person's story that we would kind of know, you know, the wise men's story, the shepherd's story, Mary, when Gabriel comes to her and tells her that she's going to bear this son, um, Joseph, whenever he finds out, I wanted to take each of those stories and explore them more. You know, so I started with those scriptures and I kind of would, would expound upon that. Was there anything new that you discovered about your journey with Christ in the process of writing this book? I don't know that I necessarily discovered anything new, but as far as the Lord kind of reminding me of his purpose in coming for me personally, um, it was kind of like a refreshing to that, you know, because like you can read through anytime you read through scripture, you can always find something new for yourself. It's one of the most amazing things about scripture. And so reading each of these stories again, even though I felt like I knew them really well, what you mentioned about Bethlehem was such a, which was an awesome thing. I hadn't really thought about the fact that Bethlehem was so small and so insignificant, yet the Lord chose that place to do such a massive thing. So that was one of the moments for me that I was like, you know what, like I can feel small and insignificant and I can feel like the trickles that I'm making in this world are not a lot, but my place in the Lord's kingdom is not a place that anyone else can fill. And that's the case for everyone. Everyone has something so special that only they can do in the Lord's kingdom. So, you know, it was just things like that where I'm reading through scripture. It wasn't anything that was new necessarily to me, but there was new inspiration behind what it meant for me personally. Okay, now the book is available right now. So if those listening to our program want to get a copy and and can jump in whenever they can get the book, maybe it's a couple of days before Christmas they get the book, they could still enjoy portions of the book even now. But then it would be something they can treasure and maybe give it as gifts, as you mentioned, as your moms are doing, giving the book away. How can you get a copy of the book? You can get them anywhere. So it's available at our website, um, dexteritybooks.com. And that's actually a really good place to start because we have all of the buy links available. If you go to our work page and then, oh gosh, I can't even think of what the tab is. Probably fall, new for fall, dwell. And then it has like Barnes and Noble links, Books a Million. It's available in stores at Books a Million and in stores at Barnes and Noble, Amazon, of course. 
there's a lot of great resources in the book industry alone called like IndieBound and Bookshop where you can find how to get the book through your local bookstores. It's kind of available everywhere. <laughs> That's a good thing there. Joelle, celebrating the arrival of Advent at Home. It's available everywhere. Friends, you've got to get a copy of this book. It's never too late to celebrate the coming of Christ and, and make sure that you can pass this uh, treasure to your family and friends through gifts. Please check out the website and, and get copies and give away copies of this book. Ladies, God bless you. Thank you so much, Crystal and Catherine, for what you both are doing for Christ's kingdom through the Advent season and sharing this book today with our listeners. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Byron. We appreciate it. Okay, give some contact information, social media. We want to follow you. I know you're on Instagram, I believe, Crystal, but other ways we can know about you, websites. Uh, how do we find out about your works? Yeah, so on Instagram, it's Crystal Ribble, so Crystal with a K, Ribble, R-I-B-B-L-E, um, and then, so it's just at Crystal Ribble, and then my website is crystalribble.com. Catherine? Yeah, we're at Dexterity Books across all platforms. Um, Dexterity Collective is kind of our grand name. But um, you're also, Crystal's doing a Facebook group for Dwell specifically. Mm -hmm. It's called Daily Dwell. Um, and you can join that Facebook group as we're walking through. And Crystal will post videos like walking through and doing readings through the book. Um, we're posting videos of like different team members doing the activities. So, that's like that's another great way to get really involved with us. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun, too. Yeah, it's been really fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for joining Bot Radio today. Thank Thanks. you. While Advent is certainly a time of celebration and anticipation of Christ's birth, it's a whole lot more than that. It is only in the shadow of Advent that the miracle of Christmas can be fully understood and appreciated. And it's only in the light of Christmas that the Christian life makes any sense. I love how you speak about this. Again, this is a message we've got to be reminded of. We can't get too busy to stop, reflect, just thank God for the gift of Christ coming at this time. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hope you have the merriest Christmas. God bless. I'm Byron Tyler. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye.